Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host. I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. This week on the podcast, we're taking a look at positive emotions and their power to restore you and counter the way your brain is wired to pay more attention to negative things than to positive ones. Really, you're trying to tilt your own emotional seesaw back toward balance by learning how to spend some time cultivating positive emotions. Goodness knows, you've had way too many opportunities to be hanging out in the negative end of the emotional spectrum lately. Let's see what you can do to change that. Today's big idea is that there's a positive emotion that can help you be happy with what you have and shift out of that mental state where you're feeling incomplete or like you might need something to fill a hole in your life, whether that's with shopping or participating in a relationship that maybe isn't that great for you. And that positive emotion is contentment. Isn't the biggest shopping day of the year a great time to practice contentment? Especially after one of the biggest feasts of the year, when you hopefully have just spent some good time and energy contemplating the things you're grateful for. I mean, if you're going to be content on any given day of the year, today of all days, you've got a really, really good shot. When you think of being content, you might think of being perfectly situated. You know, like you're on the couch, you've got your blanket, you got your mug of tea, your slippers, and your pet is curled up next to you, and there's nowhere you need to be and nothing you need. Or you might think of it like a cat, that you're so happy you could just purr. But there's a deeper meaning to contentment, and that is unconditional wholeness. It's not dependent on whether you've got your slippers or if someone is scratching you behind your ears. It's more like you have a deep-rooted sense that you are okay. You are enough. You are good just as you are. Basically, contentment is a lot deeper than you might initially think. The word itself is derived from the Latin word contentus, which means held together, intact, or whole. My internet research tells me that the word was originally used to describe containers, as in vessels as in things like vases and pitchers and buckets and cups, and it meant that they were essentially watertight. Over time, it became a word that could describe a person, and in that case, it means someone who feels complete, with no desires beyond themselves. I've got a few components of contentment to share, and a tiny assignment that's kind of deep, but also really helpful at getting at some of the things that might be keeping you from contentment on a daily basis. 
I'll share those right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Okay, let's talk about the components to contentment. Contentment is comprised of satisfaction, which is a feeling that what's in front of you is at least basically okay. Acceptance, so you're not grasping or yearning for something else. And awareness of the present moment. You know, contentment isn't going to come wave its arms in your face or hit you over the head. It's hiding in plain sight. And all you need to do to recognize it is to take a moment to observe your state of being. We spend an awful lot of time and energy on pursuing happiness in our culture. I talked about this in Monday's episode. After all, it's baked into the Bill of Rights, the right to pursue happiness. Here in America, we take that very seriously, especially in the personal development world. But honestly, happiness, I think, is kind of a high bar, and it's kind of fleeting. I mean, yes, I want to experience moments of happiness, but the thought of trying to maintain that state just makes me tired. Should I be happy while washing dishes, or while writing podcast episodes, or while driving kids around town? To me, contentment seems to be a more abiding state and a more doable bar. I can't always will myself into feeling happy or joyful, but I can focus on acceptance, which breeds contentment. If the pandemic has taught me anything, it's that being basically okay is a very fine place to be. Of course, contentment could prevent you from pursuing new things that could increase your happiness. I'm all for doing new things and increasing happiness, so it's a balance. But maybe contentment can still play an important role in going after those new things, which is the abiding knowledge that it's not the thing itself that provides happiness, and that no matter what happens, you will be basically okay. And it can help you not get attached to something specific, because honestly, humans aren't that great at knowing what will make them happy. We just aren't good at imagining good things that we haven't experienced yet. So if you want to change jobs because you believe it'll make you happier, well, it might or it might not. But if you can stay connected to your own inherent wholeness and practice acceptance and satisfaction and being present along the way, even if the job itself doesn't provide the happiness boost you're seeking, you won't be knocked sideways by it. You'll be able to stay connected to your trust in yourself to go with the flow and keep looking for the situation that will ultimately contribute to greater happiness for you. Your tiny assignment is to think about the things you might have in your mind that you think you need before you can be happy. Maybe it's money in the bank, or losing some extra pounds, or a project to complete, or a new job to be secured, or something else. And then I want you to challenge these things a little bit. Can you remind yourself that you are already whole just as you are? Sure, these things will be nice, but they're not vital to your basic okayness. 
which comes from within and not from some external circumstance, no matter how desirable or even needed it may seem. Can you try to access contentment with what is? To access contentment, it can help to think about a time when you were aware of feeling content. It's like, what did it feel like in your body so that you can start to imagine that feeling and recognize that feeling when it comes? To me, I think of a time when we took a last-minute trip down to Florida to escape the winter, and we finally arrived and got checked into the timeshare and weaseled out of the sales pitch even after I said I'd love a free breakfast. We got into our bathing suits and got down to the pool. The kids were old enough to swim without me needing to be hovering by the edge of the pool, and I had a lounge chair in the sun. I felt warm in my chest and my belly and my arms and my legs. I felt pleasantly heavy, like I had a lead apron on at the dentist when they're going to take your x-rays. So I can imagine experiencing that physical sensation even as I'm sitting here recording this podcast at a co-working space, trying to get these episodes up in time before the podcast studio closes. (laughs) And you can imagine feeling how you felt when you had a noticeable moment of contentment. Even now, when your X, Y, and Z conditions for I'll be a lot happier when statements aren't yet met. I hope you have a great weekend and be sure to come back next week when we're taking a look at new ways to think about health. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 